welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I am joined by a fan favorite, truly. We get requests for this gentleman all the time. He's that's, like the Elvis of You selling. are lying through your teeth. <laughs> you say that on every podcast. I heard it. I heard it in the last one. Yeah. Mr. Mark Lampson rejoins the program. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I promise to be the best, uh, the best guest you have this week. Perfect. All right. Well, that's all we could ask for. We just want your best. And uh, we're going to get into a really interesting topic today. We're going to talk about, you know, this, this sort of reality of the new normal where people are probably on the front lines hearing a lot of discounting questions. Can you discount this? Can you discount that? We want to talk you through that today. But first, the show is called Ales with Aslan, and we need to break something cold and frosty and refreshing out. So, Mark, what do you have there in front of you today? I have a uh, full price uh, rise. <laughs> I did not negotiate this. Uh, it has high value to me. Uh, it's yeah. a uh, made in Rhode Island. Made in Rhode Island. Uh, it's Whalers. Whalers Brewing Rise American Pale Ale. So that's an APA, not to be confused with an IPA. Do we know the difference, though? I mean, similar. Uh, the, 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 a, the first word, the country, a, America and, and uh, India. Yeah. Is the, is the process the same? I don't really know. Yeah. I think it's a little disruptive. They're trying to just go out there. I don't really know the difference. But I, I, I'm not a huge IPA fan, but I'm a huge APA fan. This is the only APA that I know of. All right. Excellent, excellent. Now, what's the alcohol by volume on that? Does it say? Uh, I forget. I want to yeah. say uh, it was like a, a five-ish or something like that, yeah. you know, give or take. I also have a 5.3 I'm staring at here. This is your uh, – you're getting used to this from me because I bought the variety pack during the uh, <laughs> the home season here, and I have a Sam Adams limited-release summer ale. It's a citrus wheat ale. And I, I've had these before. They are fabulous. They are actually good when you're having more than one. Uh, I'm only going to have one now, but I'm not going to say that's going to be it for the night. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm doing a repeat, too, because I haven't been out. Even though uh, liquor stores are, I love that they're an essential business. I love that. Yes. Uh, let your hair grow long, but you got to have your booze. Uh, I'm still drinking the same thing. So, uh, cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers, cheers. I know. The liquor store... Um, I don't know how they're doing without me. I have not been in a while. I'm down on, I'm out of gin and it's gin and tonic season. So there's going to be a visit in my future here shortly. But this beer is, uh, it's pretty tasty. And that'll get us through. So Mark, we are, uh, we're hearing this in our business. I've had, you know, guests um, from the show mention this. I know a bunch of friends that are hearing this question all the time. You know, how, how can you help me? Can you discount? Can you sharpen your pencil? Those sorts of, of, of lines because everybody's in this pandemic and everybody's struggling. So let's talk today about arming our friends that sell for a living with, with some of the, you know, ways that you can not go straight to a discount that you can sort of talk through and use the tools that Aslan teaches on a, on a weekly basis on this show to, uh, to keep people from just dropping their price uh, at first request. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it's definitely out there. We, I think we, we talked about, this is on here. This is on the, the podcast agenda because there are a lot of customers that are coming and saying, Hey, I need to change something Yeah, uh, that comes out in the form of a, can you sell me stuff for cheaper? Uh, I've heard everything from, 
uh, you know, can you, can you give us a discount? Can you give us money back on things we've already paid? Certainly people want to cancel things. So, you know, I will say as a sales rep, sometimes our first reaction is to sigh, oh, you know, or get upset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start with the perspective. Be happy you have customers discussing discounts because we all know that there's plenty of us that the customers just went away. Those customers aren't even there. I mean, we've have customers that have gone and, and not only mean the customer or the account, but I mean like the people that we used to talk to are no longer employed. Right. And so uh, before you, you get yourself sort of, you know, carried away in a sort of pity party, like back up and say, hey, at least I have customers to work with and they're asking for discounts. And just put a smile on your face and let's try to both help help us navigate some kind of crazy situation that's going on right now. Well, and, and I think that's an important part of, you know, we, the partnership word probably gets overused, but if you truly view your customers as partners or they view you as partners, more importantly, then there aren't very many subjects that should be off the table. And if they're being pressured on budgets they're probably going to all their partners to ask these types of questions. They're not necessarily expecting you to, <laughs> to just drop your price, but they're at least asking for your help. Uh, and maybe yeah. that's the way we should look at it. Look, they're asking for help. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I want to say, I think the point of this is, and we'll talk about, you know, if you have to discount, if you have to discount, how do you do that? But to me, the thing that I think is worth sharing is there, there's when you, when they, when you have that conversation, whether or not you discount, there's a, there's a, this is where the relationship gets formed. And there's three things or, or, or formed or solidified or yep. improved or, or it, gets, it gets harmed. This is where relationships are harmed. And so I think to avoid that and to, and to strengthen the relationship, there's three things. The, the first thing, we'll, let's talk about those. But I think you have to empathize with their situation. So what does that mean? What does that look like? What's sort of your, your checklist to really figure out where they're coming from and let them feel heard? Uh, two, uh, I'm going to call it confirm your pencil was already sharp. It's something in the back of people's minds like, Hey, sharpen your pencil for me sort of thing. When they say that, what they also are saying is, well, I'm assuming it wasn't already sharp. So now make it sharp. And you know, we always want to use a sharp pencil. And then lastly, you know, we want to show them real effort to save them money. Now we may save them money. We may not save them money. Who knows? I've been in a lot of those conversations, but we got to make a real effort and not just, you know, hey, let me think about it. Oh, okay, I've thought about it. No, I mean, that's not effort. I mean, we need to sort of work with him, right? So that's the three things I think. Yeah, worth unpacking. And the, em the empathy one's interesting. We covered that uh, recently, you and I actually in a podcast not too long ago. And I think we have a blog on that as well. Um, but it's important to truly empathize, right? That can't be faked. Um, and so, you know, make sure that, that that starts with your motive and that you check your motive uh, at the door on that one. Uh, you know, the, the pencil sharpening one's interesting too, because you see a lot of businesses, um, the car industry is famous for this, right? CarMax and, and used car genius, which I don't know if that's a, a national brand or just a local one up here, but those are companies that don't negotiate car prices. Right. And so, you know, their pencils already been sharpened and if they aren't priced right, they won't sell any cars, but they're doing pretty gosh darn well because this no haggle pricing thing's really taken off. So I love that one. Just make sure you you have justification that there's true value in the way you've priced your your solution, right? Yep. All right. So um, 
let's let's get into each of these one by one. Um, you know, take us through how we in this particular circumstance, how can we show empathy? What can we do with the customer on the line to really kind of understand where they're coming from? Yeah. Uh, like everything, right. It's, it's, we need to make a decision to serve them. And that means put ourselves second, lose yourself, focus on them back up. How's your business? I'm glad you called. I'm glad you reached out. Don't be upset that they asked for a discount. Be glad they be glad. They just didn't send you a cancellation for your order or be glad. They just didn't go away. Glad you called. Love to talk. How's your business? How is, I'm, I'm amazed at the conversations I've had in the past two months during this pandemic about how people's businesses are being affected. Uh, and they have a lot of demand, but they're, they're having problems getting supplies because it's being sourced in Asia and they can't do their business. So it's hurting their business. And then there's others that sort of cash has totally changed. There's others that obviously have low demand or no demand. There's a lot of people I'm talking to that employ that they have laid off a bunch of people. Now they're starting to try to hire people back. Now, you know, what's happening. They're saying I'm making too much money on all the extra unemployment. I don't want to come back to work until the extra runs out of, of money. And so now their business is hurt because they can't hire anyone at, which is ridiculous when there's a 20 plus percent unemployment rate. So the point is if, if you really just put your own, stuff aside and your own disappointment and discounting and your own business and your own quota. And you say, tell me about your business and what's going on. You are going to learn a pile and be really valuable to help other people. So lose yourself. What's going on. And then let's dig into, you know, how it's affecting their ability. I think one of the first questions that you want to dig into is to understand, and we call this take the trip, right? We say, we want us to understand your perspective. You don't have a judgment you don't have a, an agenda. You just want to know what's their perspective. And you want, I think the first thing you need to ask after you understand how it's impacted them is, is the discount about the value of what you're offering or is it about their ability to pay that amount of money? Yeah. That's a, Cause that's a big difference, right? That's a big difference. And you know, they'll, they'll probably say, who knows what they'll say? They might say, well, you know, it seems a little, it seems like a lot of money for services. A lot of times are easy to sort of talk about, but well, that seems expensive, right? Yeah. That seems expensive. We've talked about selling services. You know, there's a great book I'll shout out to called Selling the Invisible. I forget the exact author, one of my favorites. And it just kind of goes through a story of just when you're selling services. It talks about a carpenter who, you know, fixed a woman's squeak in her house and, and, uh, you know, he said, Hey, the time to fix the squeak was like, you know, 15 minutes. So it's like, you know, 20 bucks. Okay, great. But knowing, having the knowledge bringing it's a, it says time to fix time to find and fix the squeak was like 20 bucks. Knowing how to find and fix the squeak that no one else could in town was like, you know, $60 or something like that. So it's 80 bucks for the bill. And that's what you're really charging for when you're doing services and that type of thing. So again, we're all over the map, but, but it's about, being able to justify the value of your products. Okay. Now, if they come to you and say, I have an inability to pay due to the pandemic, I mean, let's back up. That's fair. I mean, people's lives are turned upside down. So dig in. What's, what's driving that? Is it you have less customers? Is it that they're not paying you? You have a cash flow problem. You have an employee problem. You have a supply. Figure out what you're trying to do is establish that there's criteria that puts them in a bad situation. Yeah, Aslan's in a different situation. We have different revenue goals. We have different financial situations. We're responding to that. 
Uh, I don't know as though we've gone and asked for discounts, but we're managing our budgets and we have certain criteria. And those, hopefully, those, those, those things will change and we'll notice that and business will be back to normal or the new normal. So, you know, how's your business? Get to really the value of your products, their ability to pay. And if, if it's their ability, what's driving that? And I think lastly, as a salesperson, it's fair to ask them, you know, and it depends on who you're talking to, but it's fair to ask them, like, how is their business dealing with discounts? Yeah. And the person might that. say, the person might say, I have no idea. I have no idea. Or, yeah, we're, we can't, we can't, dis- I mean, I, I've had people tell me, well, we can't discount because, and they gave me 15 reasons why they're unable to discount. I'm like, well, like, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and we need every dollar we can get. Like, well, we're, we're, we're kind of in the same place. Like we're on the same planet. So as long as we're on the same planet right now, we generally have a similar situation. Again, we don't want to say those words, but I think when you're dealing with reasonable people, they understand what they're asking for and that you're probably in the same situation. And it's ultimately just about trying to do what's fair. And then we want their business. We don't want my price to be the objection. We want to help them and work with them. All the things that led us up to, how we got here in the first place. We won't, we don't want to throw that away just because they asked for a discount. Well, and I think if you've got the right relationship with your customers, that sort of trusted advisor status, that kind of question's not going to come across as, well, what are you doing with your customers? But rather help me understand, you know, how you guys are handling that because it just allows you to, you know, in our vernacular, take the trip even further, really mm-hmm. understand you know, how committed they are and to their customers. And that, you know, the thing I hear Tom say all the time, Tom Stanfield, our CEO, is that when you listen without an agenda, there's a lot of creativity that can come out of that, right? Because you're not closed-minded. And so you might hear something that might actually resonate and make sense. There may be a fair compromise that you hadn't even thought of before the conversation began, or they might think of based on the questions and the dialogue that's going on. So I love that. I love, I love that question being on the table. So Tell and creative, creative is a good word. I, I think that's, you know, um, again, we don't want the how are you handling discounts for your customers. We don't want to, that to come out as a complaint or as a, you know, a, a sort of like. Uh, what are you guys doing about it? Yeah. Childish is the word I'm looking for. Question. Yeah. Uh, but I think the word creative, hey, do you, are you guys doing anything creative for your customers. Yeah. That's the focus because discounts are hard and yeah, we have, Hey, we're, we're dealing with the same issues you're dealing with, but are you, are you doing anything creative? I mean, we're trying to do things that are creative for people, offering some things for free, putting some stuff online. So in any event, yeah. yeah Empathize with their situation. Got, got to start there. period. Nothing about you. It's all about them. Take the trip. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, and so then we said the next one is, is just confirming and, and, Confirm that your pencil's already been sharpened, but also like, you know, that you understand the value of your solution. So, you know, if you're, if you're willing to discount something so quickly, that shows that the pencil wasn't so sharp right, right away. But if you go back to trying to sort of establish the value, uh, you really do kind of stand up as a, as a, as a vendor that understands mm-hmm. the value they're delivering to the market. So let's talk, let's dive deeper into the, the, the pencil sharpening part of this whole scenario. Well, people say, Hey, you know, sharpen, Hey, can you sharpen your pencil and see if you can do this? So that means you had a dull pencil and I don't exactly know why a sharper pencil gets a better price. The numbers are smaller. I've never actually really, when we're done, I'll just, you know, ask Google and we'll get a good answer. Maybe we'll put it in the addendum, but 
<laughs> All right. In any event, you know, I think there's a lot of psychology going on here. So they're assuming it wasn't sharp to begin with. And again, you mentioned the no haggle. I mean, this is where a lot of dealerships just have, this is our price. I mean, and they're like, no, if, if you don't want to buy for that price, like, that's, that's what we're going to sell it for. And people have to hold the line on that. Uh, you know, and, and it's why, I mean, I've been in conversations with, with people where, well, we'll start here and then we can go lower. So it, there is a, there is a certain haggling that sort of goes on. It's the age old, you know, just it's the age old back and forth, but we need to confirm for them that we didn't just pull stuff off the catalog, charging the highest price and throwing everything in the sink and say, Hey, let's see what they buy. So whether it's the first deal and we've thought about what makes sense, you know, and whether you're, you're choosing to change the price on a service or a line item, or you're choosing to only give them what they need and not more, but you, you've, you've, you hopefully have done something to give them exactly what they need at a price that's fair and not charging the highest possible price for every single thing that you offer in your catalog. So they need to know that you've given them previous discounts or where you did some certain things, uh, but you've made a good effort to sharpen your pencil and give them the right price that you think is fair. Fair is always, a, is always an element. If, if you keep giving them things where you don't make money, then your company will go out of business and you can no longer supply them. So right, yeah. we, we all have to make money. We all have to make, you know, we say we kind of make margin to the extent that you add value. But, but this whole idea that you just mentioned, Scott's perfect. If they say, well, you know, can we do it for a little less? You know, can, can you do it for, we had somebody say, you know, Hey, you're doing something for $30,000. Can we, can we do this, that, and we can do it for 23. What, whether we can technically or can't, which is another sort of conversation. Yeah. If we just say, sure, if we just say, sure, it, it, as salespeople, we may be in that situation, right? Everyone, every salesperson has kind of a, like a, Hey, you can't go below this number. And so if the customer stays above that number, you say, sure, you close the deal, you feel good, but some really bad things have happened by saying sure right away. Number one, it confirms that your pencil was dull as all get out. I wasn't even close. You're talking about 20%, right? So that's one thing. Two is it gives them actual remorse because if you say, can you do it for 23 and and they're like, sure, no problem. As a customer, your first thought is what afterwards? I probably should ask for more discount. (laughs) I I should have asked for, for, for less here for more discount. Shoot. Right. Yeah. So there's definitely well, and you know, an art and a psychology really, to not caving right away. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's right. No, no. You're just diminishing your value too. So if the thing's worth 30,000 on a good day and it's only worth 23,000 today, like what did the value lessen because of the pandemic? Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, what you sell is worth something like your contractor analogy where he comes in and fixes the floor, you know, his expertise of 50 years of being a, a handyman is why he was able to solve that problem in 20 minutes, right? And that's worth something. Like if you're selling a service or a product that's got value, don't be so quick to diminish the value yeah. by dropping the price so quickly, right? There, there's a reason it's set at the price it's set at. We're not, we're, we're not, we're not changing how we're paying our people to, to, to deliver the things they deliver for us. So, you know, our, our cost is still the same or more. So, exactly. so confirm it was already sharp, you know, and I think that really means to, to, to sort of, I always sort of say, figure out why they're negotiating. 
They're yeah. saying, hey, can you sharpen your pencil or whatever it is they're saying? Hey, can you make, can you make a little movement? Why are they negotiating? Now, see rule number one, empathize with their situation. And is it the products that are ability to pay? Uh, but some people just ask. They just ask, right? They just say, they, you know, why did you, why did you negotiate? Because I just want to ask. And sometimes that answer is, can you do better? No. Okay. You know, other times they want to win. So there's a winning element. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell any of our vendors that might call. No, not, hopefully none of our vendors that I work with listen to us. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm guilty of number two, right? I want to ask. I'm going to ask because I want something. I want, I want someone to say, hey, we really want to close this deal with you. And so I want something of value. It may not be a discount. There's lots of ways I can win. We can shorten the time when we start. We can let me pick the people I work with in our, in our sort of software development team. We can change when we start invoicing. We can do some things that just make my life easier. I'm still paying the same amount. It's not something they have to do that costs them a lot of money. But, uh, but because I've asked, I've got something else in exchange for giving them our money. So, uh, you know, they may just want to win. So just be, just be aware of that and just figure out a way to, to, to make them win in terms of starting sooner or on their schedule, whatever. Sometimes they're not asking, their boss is asking. So, so they feel funny. You can tell us, hey, is this you? Is this sort of up the food chain? Yeah, I've really been asked to sort of do this. Well, what do you think? Well, you know, I, I don't really feel uncomfortable coming again you just understand where they're coming from. At the end of the day, if you're going to sort of dip your toe into the change your price mode, make sure you know your market value back to your car piece, right? They've done a lot of research that says, this is what this car is worth. New cars are one thing, used cars are even harder. And they said, this is what it's worth. And we're going to stick there. And if they value that and it's fairly priced, they're going to buy it or they'll be back. And if they don't, they're not, and that just saves a lot of the in-between. So does that make put them ahead, up behind? I have no idea, but I'm sure they have data, and it continues to stick around, so it probably helps people win. Yeah, and I think, you know, really getting at, and this is just about the other-centered conversations we talk about every week on this show and in all of our content, but taking the trip and truly understanding in, in, in another centered approach to this lets you figure out, is this really a price issue? Do they not see the value of the solution or the product that you're trying to sell, or is it a timing or a cash flow problem, right? And so if it's a cash flow problem, there might be other creative things that you can do to say, you know, that $30,000 deal that we're talking about is, is still worth 30,000. You just only have 23 right now. So maybe we can do some payment terms that let you pay 23 now, and you can give me the other seven in September. So maybe, maybe when you expose, it's not the value they don't see, it's just a timing issue. Maybe that, that brings you a creative solution that has nothing to do with discounting. So I think it's all about that conversation and you, you've got to get to that level of comfort, uh, you know, in yourself to have that conversation. All right. You shouldn't, so. you shouldn't end a question and then drink your beer. I could sense that you should ask the question, start a new topic and drink while I'm talking, like I've been doing while you're wait, talking. I'm sorry, wait. So now you're hosting or like, what, what do you- I can, okay. I can. I mm-hmm. don't think your rating yeah. would be quite the same, but we can test that. That's an A-B test in marketing. Be happy to do that. Uh, uh, happy to, too. Because <laughs> you want to, let's go up here. Oh, you want to win. You want, you want no, to win. Okay. You know, it, it's, that's not important. Winning or competition, <laughs> it's just- no, it's all about just being happy. Everyone's Metals happy. Trying. Metals for yeah. trying. 
Yeah. All right. So as we as we come to the third and final uh, piece of the puzzle here, let's talk about the the effort. So we've sharpened the pencil. We've proven that it was already sharp. We've empathized. But now the real effort. Okay. So now I understand everything. Where do we take it from here? Yeah. Yeah. So so you, you decide you're going to sort of talk about this more than saying, sorry, there's nothing I can do, right? It, uh, I, I think what, what gains you points is is real effort to try to save them money. So there's a, di there's a difference between a discount and saving them money. And so when I hear, right, let's go all the way back to the beginning. When I hear that the value of my products is what's being in question, that's a different, that's not a discount. That's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. You have to go back to sell and connect. But if it's like, hey, we're in a jam and we can't pay what we want to pay, what you want us to pay, what we used to pay, because there's a pandemic going on and it's affected our business X, Y, and Z, uh, then, then they're asking for a discount. But what, what, you know, what we're also trying to do is just save them money. So let's talk about how do we save you money. Uh, I, I use the idea of, you know, we talked about I can response. So you don't want to say no. You want to sort of say a couple of three things. You want to say, look, first of all, acknowledge their request. Totally fine to ask for a discount. That's one. Two, the reason I can't discount this or that is because, you know, we have limits or because it's this, that just, just say, I, I'd love to, but I can't L let me. And then just the whole conversation. And this is where we say show effort is what you can do. Okay. So let's start to get creative and let's get our pencil back out and start drawing on the board. Yeah. One of the things that you can do first is just reduce the order size. Right. So again, everyone here is listening, has lots of different businesses that they're selling in, in lots of different ways they work. But if they're placing a, you know, $10,000 purchase order, just say, let's just break this down and just buy 5,000 now and buy the other 5,000 later. Well, yeah, but you know, I really need all 10,000 now. Oh, okay. Well, you know, okay. So, so, but we're, we're trying to, we're trying to basically just lower their minimum or another way to do that is, is, is change what they're buying. So, you know, one of the things that's, again, it's, it's easy to use our examples for me because you know, we might sell a training workshop and we might put 12 or 15 people in a workshop. Yeah. Okay. So we'll sell it. So if they have 25 people with two work, we'll put two workshops together. Yeah. But I, I really don't want to pay for two workshops. And so I say, great. Well, how about we just do one workshop? You know, it'll be a little crowded or, or if we're doing them virtually, it'll be, it'll be a little harder to reach everybody, but it'll, it'll definitely cut your price in half. Well, well, I don't want to do two workshops. Or by the way, they might say, fine. So they're happy. So because the last thing we want to do is discount a line item. So I, I should have said that for The last thing we want to do as a salesperson is discount a line item. I can't tell you how many times I've made a temporary discount on a line item. And five years later, that, that somehow they remember that price. And that just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. And it's a hard conversation. It's really hard to raise prices. So. Yeah. Uh, so they get less lineups. They get a lower quality product. Hey, we're selling you version X, yeah. but version Y is 20% less. That's definitely going to get you something that will do what you need and, and you'll pay less. Yeah, but I want the better quality thing. Uh, you know, we were sort of laughing about uh, the little clip we were looking at, which is a super <laughs> old movie, Moonstruck, right? The guy's like, you know, the plumber, you haven't seen that scene, but yeah. You know, he's like, you know, it costs money because it saves money. He was sort of saying the price of copper versus lead and why it's more expensive. And so, you know, it's, so it's, 
We'll pop it's, that uh, in the uh, we'll pop that in the blog for sure. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff's not cheap, and cheap no. stuff's not good. So it's just a good good place to start. Or another way to sort of simple 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 thing to say is good, fast, and cheap. Pick two. Yeah. Right. Pick two. So you can't have all three. You can only sort of pick two. So, you know, you just need to sort of figure out how to reduce their 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 total scope of work, or re, or get them to pay buy different things that reduces their price. Maybe there's other things you can do, change terms. We've yep. kind of offered some customers pay now, pay some now and pay some later. Got a cash flow issue. Hey, we're not sure. We're not even sure if we're going to be in business. I'll tell you what, we'll take the risk with you. Pay us some now for what we're going to do now. And when this is over in six months, pay us the rest. And if you're not in business, then obviously you're not going to pay it. But if you are in business, it means you're stable and you're good and we've helped you. So pay us kind of thing. Yep. Um, you know, at the end, if you have to change, have to, if you decide you're going to change the price for something, I'd say there's two rules. One is it has to be temporary. And two is get something in return. Make it temporary. This is not, I'm not, the price is this. This is a, this is a five, this is a $5,000 line item. But because of X, Y, and Z, you mentioned above, because your customer demand is down, you have the order that was delayed, this customer left you. When things get back to normal, 60 days, two months, three months, you know, whatever, then we'll go back to the old price. But for now, we'll give you a temporary discount on the line item or on the order or whatever it might be. But it's got to be crystal clear that you keep the original price in place and you create a temporary change based on criteria, which will come back. Secondly, Try not to give something and not get something back, Yeah. right? What does that mean? Well, what things are of value to you? I don't know if you can ask for more work because we're already discussing that they want to do less work, but is there a referral? Is there somebody else they can put you in touch with? You work with big companies. It's a great chance to say, look, we've always been talking about introducing this to this other department. Could I, and, and, and in some ways it actually makes people feel good everything has a relative value. It's high value to you to get an introduction to another department to talk about your products and services. It's easy for them to do that. So they're like, that's great. All I had to do was set you up with, you know, this person over here and I just saved money on my order. And on the other hand, you're saying to yourself, great, I gave you a discount of $5,000, but now I have a $50,000 opportunity to, to meet. So, so it's all about what's of value to each other, changing payment terms. There's lots of things that you can ask for that will be of value to you and easy for them to do. And they feel better that they've done something, they've earned something. It reinforced that you had sharpened your pencil. It reinforces that your prices were right the first time and that you know, you're working hard to sort of save them money. So that's what we mean by showing real effort. It takes a little time. It takes a little effort. You may decide to discount. You may not decide to discount. That's all up to you and your company and your, and your margins. But that's what I would say is, a, is what we've seen over time be most effective at, at keeping your value and yeah. keeping the relationship intact with the customer. Well, and I think, I think, you know, as we talk about every week, this is all about sort of a, a different way of going. This is not the us versus them scenario that you, you know, might've grown up learning in sales. This is all about a collaborative approach and, and putting your customer first. And, you know, that doesn't mean dropping your price all the time. That means 
what's what's fair and and I think we've shown here today when you start talking about the three-step process we laid out of, of empathizing first and confirming that your pencil was already sharp and then showing real effort to you know to be creative and find a solution that that works for for both parties will really help assist you from um, from dropping price right away when this when this question inevitably comes up it's going to come up it's coming up all the time because people are in real trouble in their in their in their companies these days and so yet they need one another to to, to continue to move on and so Mark, thanks a lot for joining uh, this week. For you guys out there, if you uh, are enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe to it. Uh, rate us if you can on your on your favorite platform, and certainly share it on social media. Uh, we can, can I get can I uh, can I get a discount on the subscription when I subscribe you to can, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you. I'll give times you are 100% tough. Percent off zero. It's this, Time, this times are cost. tough. <laughs> if you don't see value, please don't listen. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah do do get this out there and uh we will see you in another week with another episode of ales with aslan mm-hmm.